Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my hashtag Jet Life co-host, Mozzie. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> That's the sound yeah. of a Jets fan. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is there happiness of winning combined with pain of a worse draft pick, or is it like, oh, we still have two draft picks back to back? Or how? How? What's, what's the sentiment on the win? That's all I'm really happy about right now. <laughs> Two draft picks back to back in a class that's apparently not great. So, there's a lot of good like defensive options. It's some pretty good receivers. So I think both of those are things the Jets you know, could benefit from. So, uh, definitely, definitely. If there are some receivers, that'll be nice. Yeah, this receiving class is pretty loaded. There's there's a couple OSU guys. There's I think Oklahoma. Like I don't you know. This isn't the time of year when we're super into it. But I know those two OSU guys are like super hyped. So. Wow, I mean, it's been a it's been a loaded wide receiver draft class for two years. Yeah, there's just I been wasn't a expecting bunch it. of stud receivers lately. It's just been you know super juicy. Sweet, super juicy like some old uh, Victoria's Secret pants or something. Ah, uh, yeah, the limited. <laughs> the, the limited two. Oh gosh, brings back memories of when the mall wasn't you know extinct. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, this week we are previewing week 13. Uh, we already had our Thursday night game, and I, we didn't officially say it, but uh, the, the pick the pick was Dallas once Taysom Hill was announced the starter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they also had, like, everyone else. I like Kamara. It's not a people, but... Yeah, no Kamara. I mean, you're starting Taysom. Yeah, I was, I was happy that the Cowboys got that win. But we start with some other NFC South competitors. We have Tampa going to Atlanta, and I think to no surprise, we are both picking uh, Tampa here. Yeah, it's just um, it, it's just hard to not take them in this matchup. Unfortunately, yeah, it makes me sad. The first would one was shellacking. The upset, you know. Would you know, love I would to too. But I think I, I don't know if Tampa's had any changes. Maybe a couple like defensive injuries. I think like a secondary injury. I don't remember if AB was in week one. But Tampa, or sorry, but Atlanta now does not have Calvin Ridley. So, yep, that that's a pretty big oofa doofa, and, and their O line has been real, real bad. So I, yeah, I must be much from Atlanta. I know we kind of before we recorded discussed potential Pitts garbage time, but even then, like I don't know what I expect Atlanta to get going. So I, I know this is not the hot take, but it should just be on <laughs> Tampa. It should be, and it'll be a little more concentrated too, with Antonio Brown being suspended for being an idiot yet again. Um. Wow, I had to wait 13 weeks to say that one. <laughs> That's a new record. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, he faked his vaccinating card, his vaccinating vaccination card. Um, so he is missing. I think three games. Yeah. So he was hurt, and I feel like he was gonna miss. He was gonna miss at least one more game anyway, being hurt and potentially two. So I I don't know how that overlap's gonna work, but. Is going to rest up during his suspension of three games. 
The interesting thing is that the other guy, there were two people that got suspended. The first one I saw was Brown. The other one was Mike E. And I was like, oh, my God, Evans, too. But it's Mike Edwards who is their backup free safety, (laughs) which is kind of important when Jordan Whitehead won't be playing. So I don't know who their free safety is going to be in this game. Yeah. Who was the other guy? Was there a third? There might have been. I'm not positive. But either way, yes, the, the, the Brady with Godwin... Evans Gronk will be online this week, and I think that is, uh, you know, getting into DFS already. I think that triple stack is a reasonable move given that it worked last time. So, yep, you can pick two, you can pick three. Yeah, Brady uh, hates the Falcons apparently. So, yep, and don't worry, they hate him. Yeah, oh, yeah, plenty, 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 plenty. So instead of talking more about how the game's going to be a huge blowout, we'll move to another one that could be a huge <laughs> blowout as well. Uh, we've got Arizona at Chicago here. Arizona coming off the bye. Now, we're presuming Kyler's going to play when we pick Arizona. Right. If he doesn't play, do you flip your pick? Um, it's Nagy and Dalton, so no. <laughs> I mean, we saw like Arizona like be a respectable team with Colt McCoy and no Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. And we saw... Nagy and Dalton barely eke out a win over Detroit. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Cardinals here. Yeah, I think so. I guess I think regardless. Cardinals through and through, regardless of Kyler. But <laughs> yeah. if Kyler's playing, it's a lot larger of a margin of victory. That's more like a twenty three sixteen if they have Colt. Whereas if yeah. Kyler that might be a thirty one thirteen. Yeah, so Colt McCoy put up three twenty eight and two on the Seahawks uh the other week in week eleven. There we go. They did get beaten by the Panthers pretty badly. And then in week nine, they beat the Niners uh, with Colt McCoy. So mm. they've beaten better teams with Colt McCoy and no Hopkins. So Yeah. I mean, Chicago's defense, at least up front, is probably closest to the Panthers' defense. But the rest of the defense is, <laughs> is the not good. Is, yeah. Is the issue there, yeah. Oh, so, Yeah. Arizona now, if if Hopkins plays, I I think he's full go. I I don't think they're gonna play him if he's not full go. The uh, practice reports throughout the week, I think they've been practicing like in limited fashion throughout the week. Um, so Hopkins didn't practice Friday, but I I could have sworn he got in some limited practices throughout the week. Yeah, he practiced limited on Thursday, so maybe they just gave him a rest uh, today on Friday when we're recording. So yeah, I I, I assume Kyler's gonna play, but. Well, I mean, we'll see. This, uh, this is an early window game, so we'll know. Right. Um, so I guess I guess conditionals are going to get into. If it's Kyler, but no Hopkins, where are you on the receivers? Are you, you know... Are Rondale. You... Rondale. Rondale here. You think Rondale's oh, going to yes. be Chicago? Oh, yeah. Chicago's a sort of slot play. Not good. Not very good this year. I like oh, Rondale so... anyway, but if uh, D-Hop is also out, then you have him and Kirk. I think they're both decent options for mm-hmm. you if you're going for sort of a flyer. It's it's tough because they eat into each other a bit. Yeah, they both made the slot. Yeah, determine which one, but I think they both might be fine. Yeah, Christian, because like Christian Kirk, he's been uh, Colt McCoy's guy. Oh, yeah. Colton, Colton Christian, yeah. That fucking Antoine, mostly. <laughs> but I, I, think, uh, I think AJ Green is a big uh, dependent on Kyler because mm. he's just not been a factor with McCoy. And then, so, like, Ertz is the interesting one. Because we got, like, one game with Kyler and a bunch of Colt McCoy, and he's been really solid with Arizona. So, yeah. But it's been a lot of without Hopkins, so I'm not sure how much is that. 
but yeah. So he might come down to earth a bit. They've been leaning on him for sure. Uh huh. But I mean, he's good, and this offense is good. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so this is thing, like Arizona, where they've not had Kyler and they just had the bye. I think Arizona's getting left out of top of the league teams as far as like what Arizona has healthy Kyler. I think they're the best team in the league. They're one of them. Like no no team's been consistent, but Arizona with Kyler was was yeah. you know, always dominant pretty much. So I think like when he's healthy, they might be the best team in the league just because no one's really stealing that mantle right now. Yeah, and definitely one of the most consistently good. Yeah. This year's that's... been fucky. It's been hard to uh it's been really hard to pin down one team that is kind of running away with it. I think the Cardinals are one of the closest to that. I mean, they are 9-2, and two and they haven't had their quarterback playing in the past, what, four games? Yeah, and, like, this year is going to be a lot of who is healthy at the right time. And Arizona's getting healthier again, so <laughs> they can hold that into the playoffs. They're in good shape. But, so, you know, Arizona, yeah, cool. They're good. Uh also, Arizona being consistent was one of our concerns, I guess, before we talked about Chicago, because we were really worried <laughs> about Cliff, but yeah. Cl- Cliff has been good. Cliff's been good. Hey, you know, it, you can't expect to come into the league and be amazing from your first game. So if he's showing some progress, that's great. Yeah, we, we were hard on him, but I think deservedly so, but he's improved. So. Well, yeah, he made some really stupid decisions in the past. Uh-huh. You can make a bad decision and not be bad, you know, uh-huh. like... You, you make a stupid decision and not be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Cliff had just had a really rough track record of it for a bit, but he's definitely improved a lot. Slash the Cardinals have just been really convincingly good for most of the year. But so speaking of not convincingly good, uh, <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. The only, the only Chicago guy I want this week is Mooney. I think that's probably fair. Because I mean, any, I mean, David Montgomery is just, their line is so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess Montgomery, like, I, I'm more so thinking, like, actually going out of my way to choose a bear to play. <laughs> like, you know, like, if I'm talking about DFS or, you know, if I'm thinking, like, oh, I can start this or this. Like, Mooney, actually, I think, can be good. Uh, I know that Montgomery can't be because he's going to get all the touches. He's, like, the only dude they're giving the ball to out of the backfield. But mm-hmm. it's got to, I feel like it, it's going to have to be onto PPR this week just because I don't know how... I don't know if Chicago's going to have a lead for any part of this game. Do you look, my goodness, the right tackle depth uh, depth chart for the Bears is so sad. It's <laughs> Larry Borom, Borom, Borat, Borat. They've got Borat at right tackle. <laughs> my line. It's, ni- it's not nice. <laughs> Lachavius Simmons is backing him up. Like these That sounds are- made up. And then behind him is Alex Bars. That one sounds even more made up. Yeah, Lachavius <laughs> sounds like one of the Key and Peel names. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's, so, like, yeah. it's, it's like Latavius is chafing. <laughs> I'm the chafiest today. I forgot to put bond. I forgot to put baby powder down, and they went <laughs> to the beach, and now I'm Lachavius. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. So their line is bad, and when you have a bad line, you can make some pretty strong assumptions about how things are going to go. Run game's probably not going to be great. Uh, Dalton's probably not going to have a lot of time to throw. Uh, so I think you might have some dump-offs to Montgomery. You probably have some dump-offs to Kometer Graham. It's just annoying because they they have three, like, average to above-average tight ends. 
that are all <laughs> just eating each other's value. So you don't really want any particular one for fantasy unless you feel really lucky. Yeah. Um, and then so, all their wide receivers are hurt. Yeah. So Allen Robinson's <laughs> out. So he he he's doubtful. I assume out. Um, yeah. Marquise Goodwin's out. Komet's gonna play. He was he was a question mark for a bit. So it's literally just Mooney at receiver. Yep. Then it's like Demir Bird after him. And Jakeem Grant. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jakeem Grant. I don't know if you want to, you know, place a bet on him. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be real rough. But so, guess how many targets Mooney has over the last two weeks? Ooh, thirty-four. I'm gonna guess. Uh, no, twenty-four though. Okay, I got the four right. Yeah, he had yeah. he had a a sixteen target game and an eight target game, and he got five for like like just over one twenty in both of them. So <sighs> the the ten receptions on twenty four targets is like a rough rate, but the twenty four targets is really good, and that sh- <laughs> that should keep going. The only worry for me is like if it's literally just Darnell Mooney, like did they get just nothing going? But he might just be the only option so badly that he gets you know like. 20 fucking targets or something. I don't know. It, take, put Dalton in the center, do a uh, two tight end set, <laughs> throw uh, Jakeem Grant out wide to take the top off, and then just pepper check downs to, to Monty, Herbert, Komet, and Graham. Yeah. Like, and then Mooney in the slot every now and then. Their slot game uh, for the Cardinals, I, I don't know anymore how it is. Yeah, I think Byron Murphy's been playing some there, but... I think like, he moves around, yeah, and he does do that. Uh-huh. Because like, they, they do a, a, some sides, but it just it kind of depends. They've been playing okay. Like, Alfred's been playing better than I think anyone expected this year. But, I mean, they're not a, you know, world-beating group of corners. Like, they're beatable. I think Mooney Mooney's actually, you know, he's good. So Yeah. He's fast. He's fast. So. He's good. And Dalton <laughs> will pepper him because Dalton loves to lock onto one guy. So, <laughs> so I put Mooney as a banger. Um, I think it's borderline stream banger, but the targets there we are go. Yeah, other and, than uh, that, pretty lopsided affair. Yeah, Arizona defense is in play for sure too. Oh yeah, and Tampa defense is in play. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I'd probably given. And I'll put the uh, I'll put the uh, I'll put Prater in too for the kicker. Oh yeah, Prater for he sure. Get a bye week. Sure. He's back. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, high scoring potential might just chill out. Yeah, go with Prater there too. <laughs> yeah, Prater. Prater's been pretty, I think, pretty solid this year. I, I'll admit I'm not in a lot of kicker leagues. I have one league with a kicker, and it's like Same. a dynasty league. So I just had Prater all year, and then I switched in for suck up in the in the bye week <laughs> just to fill my. Hey, that, that's almost exactly what I did, except I forgot to. Put someone else in. <laughs> uh, yes, the, wo- the woes of kickers. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we've got an actually good game, you know, ideally potentially good game with uh, the Chargers at Cincy. I'm oh. pretty unsure on this one. We're I yeah this one's this one's tough. We might have to just talk this one out a little bit. So, Roster wise, okay, I'll take the Chargers O line over the Bengals O line, and I'll probably take the Chargers pass rush over the Bengals pass rush. So those are two points there for the Chargers for me. Uh huh. But then the but, Bengals definitely win in run defense. Yes, and mix in run game. Yeah. So not, not that Eckler isn't good. Obviously, but like Mixon in the Bengals run game has been super online the last however many weeks. Right. So, <laughs> oof. Does oof, it come down oofa. to quarterback? Like, is that the is that the choice? Is like, does it come down to? Is it who do we think does better, Herbert or Burrow? Like, 
I know. Because like Cincy. Because weapons, you know, I guess, you know, Keenan and Mike Williams, I guess I guess I would give the edge to Chase and Higgins and Boyd. Yeah. There. And I guess tight end's probably even with Cook and Doozy. O line? So oh yeah, O line goes to Chargers. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this one's very, very strongly, yeah. Yeah. This one's tough. It's more like what game script do we get? Like, if Mixon gets going and the Bengals can keep the game slow, like, Mixon's going to have his day, the Bengals will win. But if the Chargers get out to a lead and the Bengals get, like, stuck in a three and out once or twice and Mixon can't, you know, get going on the bad Chargers defense, they'll have to pick up the pace. And while they can do that and put up points, like, they have, you know, a talented passing attack, the Chargers could easily, you know, keep up and put up their own points. And so... The Chargers are used to playing fast. I think it's really like which what pace this game gets into is kind of who's going to win it. I know which which team is it going to fall into, like which team is it going to benefit. Yeah. Because if like like what you're saying, if the Bengals can slow the game down and use Mixon and just honestly keep the Chargers offense on the bench for a lot of the game, then force them to take a lot more risky passing plays. I mean, Herbert's great, but he does turn it over. Yeah. Um, and there are some opportunistic bangles on that defense, man. I'm worried about Eli Apple against what would presume to be someone like Mims. Yeah, that's the tough part. It's like, it, <laughs> do we get a Mike Williams week? Because then it's like, ah, fuck. When it's a Mike Williams week, the Chargers usually win. I know. Yeah, my, my worry is Keenan Allen getting Mike Hilton in the slot. Oof. Like, that's where I'm like, oof, a doofa. Because Mike Williams is going to get Eli Apple, presumably, and Keenan Allen's going to get Mike Hilton. I mean, I'm, or may, maybe maybe uh, Williams gets a Wuzier. And that's a lot better. I would hope he gets a Wuzier. Yeah, it is better. But, but like, looking on the other side for Cincy, you know, Chase is going to, like, who's Chase going to have on him? Like, is it going to be Campbell or Davis, I guess? I, I think it's going to be <sighs> Davis on, probably Davis on Chase. I don't know. Well, Chris Harris will be in too. Yeah, he's he been playing be mostly slot, slot again this year, I think, which is he'll be on Boyd. But yeah, it's still it's tough, man. It's tough. It would be Asante, I think. I think it would be Asante. Oh uh, yeah, Ugh. but he's out. Uh huh. Sheesh. That's the thing. This is a tough I, one. I kind of like both of their wide receiver, like the teams both both of their wide receivers to do well. I kind of like Mike Williams. I kind of like Jamar Chase. Picking this game is impossible. <laughs> They're yeah, also really hard. two teams that have had just such tortured histories. Yeah. That I it's know, nice to see them both doing okay. Yeah, I do see that Riley Reef is hasn't he hasn't practiced all week and he's questionable. I think that might have to be my determining factor. Like, if the Bengals are missing a starting tackle, that might be enough to push me away. Trey Hop same same with Trey Hopkins, like I think this. I guess the Cincio line will have to be my deciding factor because if Hopkins and/or Reef don't go, that's tough against the Chargers. Yeah, I don't have any update on their center. That's pretty important. Yeah, because they both they both have been practicing all week. Because mm. you know if, if like if you've got Linval Joseph against the backup center, you've got you know Bosa on a backup tackle. It's yeah. not ideal. So I think we have Chargers for now, but it's. You know, we're talking splitting hairs here. Yeah, I, I, because if the Bengals are missing their line as well, it's going to make it tough for Mixon to get rolling too. So I'm gonna say uh, this is a this is going to be one of those 11:30 picks 
um, how is the Bengals <laughs> line, and that's yep. going to decide it. Yeah, for those, I'm sure you all know, but 11.30 Sunday is when we do get the full injury report for those 1 o'clock games, so yeah. might be something to keep an eye on. I think we're leaning Chargers, but I think we're talking like a 51-49 here, not... Yeah, it's super split, so... What's the spread? I think it's like one, if <laughs> look. It is currently... Um, no, Cincinnati's currently favored by three, actually. Wow. It was, I mean, the it, Chargers it did just get... Donged on by the Broncos. Yeah, thinking this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, just, but the Chargers well, have been just, so up and down this year. The Bengals have too, as a thing. Right, such a Denver thing to do, though. When at home against a team, yeah, that's good. that was like a random <laughs> concern. You're like, what if Denver just wins this? Yep. So Fucking it's a forty. Yeah, forty nine and a half over under. Since he favored by three, this is one of the better totals of the week. The only one higher right now is the Tampa one, and that's pretty much all Tampa. And it's t- this is tied with uh, Washington and Vegas total wise right now, but what, one of I the do pre- think you'll uh, see some marquee throws this game though from both quarterbacks. I'm oh, re- yeah. pretty excited for it. Yeah, this is this. I mean, this is the you know early window game to watch by I think a fairly large margin. Yeah. Wait. So we've got. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is the only good game in the early window. <laughs> Pretty I'm, much. I may, I may be over at Jolly's again watching this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, was... I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is going to be rough. Oh, yeah. that. Oh, man. They gave us a real shit early window. Fuck you. Right? Gosh dang it, Roger. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, yeah. I guess Chargers, TBD on and actives. Uh, next up, we've got Minnesota, Detroit. Uh, Cook's out. And Swift's out. So, uh, that makes Jamal Williams. I'm putting him as a stream, not a banger, uh, because he is a Detroit Detroit Lion. That is the yes. reason he's not a banger. Um, the Minnesota Rundy's real, real bad, like it's really, so bad. really bad. <laughs> um, so, like by that, the Lions have a good run matchup, but it's not like they have been, you know, and here's it it's not like they've been imposing their will a ton but they run block a lot better than they pass block but that's most lines i guess so that might be redundant right but they, they're built to run so I and think their own line can, is still fairly healthy for the most yeah. part like williams can have a decent day i just don't know what the ceiling is because the touchdowns might be few and far between as is you know the lions <laughs> yep so and it also doesn't help when you can't get a passing offense going to open that, that run game up a bit. Yeah. Which will be a consistent struggle for the Lions for the remainder of the year because they don't have any wide receivers on their team. Oh, my God. I guess it's just the Josh <laughs> Reynolds show now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. Who, Reynolds uh, and Hawk. And Hawk. Like, I mean, and I don't I mean, even Hawk love Hawk this year. Or yeah, it's it's been year, tough for him. He started off so hot, and they just they just been too doo-doo. Yep. Because, um, so yeah, they like because they lost Ragnow early in the year. And who's been who's been their center since then? Is it Evan Brown? I think yeah, he's been decent, but mm-hmm. no, no, he's no Ragnow, of course. That's just a bummer. But anyway, all I have to say, Jamal Williams is a stream um, because the opportunity will be there against the bad run defense. Again, it's just how close do they get to the end zone ever? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think he'll he'll catch the passes too. I don't know how much they'll work in Jermar, and I don't know the other guy's name. It, but it's a long name. Um, Godwin, maybe it, like Godwin Igwebuke. Yeah, him. Nice, nice pull. Nice pull. There we go. So they'll, they'll get mixed in some, I assume. I think they're both active, probably. 
But Didn't that happen before where Swift was out? We thought Jamal Williams would do a lot, but then he split with Jamar Jefferson and Godwin. Uh, I don't know if Swift like has missed a full game this year, but I think he like went out at one point during the game. Or I guess I guess last game. Um, oh, Jamal Williams missed a game in week eight and ten, uh, and then in week eight when Williams was out, uh, Jefferson and um, Godwin. I'm not. I, I'm gonna fuck up his last name. I I heard you say it, and I. But then I looked at it, and my my brain farted. <laughs> I was good until I looked at it. Right, Igwebuke. Igwebuke. There we go. Godwin Igwebuke. Uh, yeah, they both got some snaps in week eight. Um, but yeah, last week after Swift went down, it was mostly Williams. So I think I think he's a pretty safe floor guy. But uh, so he's gonna be chalk in DFS this week, and I'm willing to go elsewhere. Because it's a line. ceiling, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like cash, yeah. Tournament, uh, probably not. Because you can get like Antonio Gibson, who might be popular himself for like three hundred more. So yeah, it's like you're in the penthouse. You're on the twentieth floor. Floor is super high, but you get up there and you have to crouch to walk in because the ceiling is basically the same size. <laughs> <as the floor>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fun house kind of thing, right? But maybe not very fun. <laughs> Um, ah, uh, yeah, never mind. Antonio Gibson's gonna be, like, really popular, too. So, maybe that was a bad example. I usually don't look at, like, roster percentage stuff till Friday, Saturday, anyway, just because it changes so much with injuries and everything. Yeah. But, just play Eli Mitchell instead. <laughs> there we go. So, anyway. the That's pretty Minnesota, much it for Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah, we just spent a long time talking about Jamal Williams, and that's about it. I mean, I guess you can play Hawkinson, right? I, I guess. I don't think it's a great play, but I think that if you have him, you probably don't have many other options. Mm. I mean, he's just by a large margin their best player. Yeah. I mean, okay, so the Pittsburgh week, he did nothing. But the last five weeks, aside from that game, he's been, you know, usable. He's been above, he's been in double-digit PPR points each week, aside from that Pittsburgh game over the last however many weeks. So Mm. 7, 8, 11, and 12 have been fine. So, you know... Target, it's hard to yoink him if you've got him. Yeah. Yeah. The targets have been there enough lately that I feel mo- much more okay about it. It's just Detroit scores like 16 points a game at most. Right yeah, now, that's the problem. They just don't score points. <laughs> but yeah, so Minnesota, Alexander Madison, he smashed the first time around. He should smash again. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of the sites priced him up. Um, you know, in preparation. I don't know if Super Draft did, but Yahoo, um, who actually I wrote a Yahoo uh, pricing article. It's on our website, mozzieandthemuscle.com. You can find it there. I wrote <laughs> like all about the like Yahoo price standouts. Like I mentioned, you know, the aforementioned Mooney. Talked about like, you know, Higgins, Keenan Allen. Um, I did put Jamal Williams there, but Madison's probably the best price guy on there. He's only 18 bucks out of the... Uh, $200 cap, so he's probably one of the most egregiously priced on there. Uh, I'm pretty much just locking him in there. Yeah. He's very good. When Cook is out, he immediately fills in yeah. and does really, really well. And he he's looked better this year, too, because I know like in previous times he had some like hit-or-miss success when Cook is missed, but like against Seattle, against Detroit, he, he looked like he's actually just gotten better. Mm-hmm. And also, they targeted him a shitload in both of those games. So, 
Yours and they might have to do that option. again. Uh, the Lions secondary has been improving, um, which, which I think I mean, is in part due to the hiring of Aaron Glenn, who was the cornerbacks coach for the Saints for a long time, and I really liked him coming in. Um, I'm a little nervous about Kirk in this, and it seems the reason why is because this should be just a Kirk donging game, and yet, for some fucking reason... The, the Vikings just refuse to beat up bad teams. <laughs> they really love to keep every game close, regardless of if it's against a good team they and do. they play yes. up, or it's a bad team and they play down. <laughs> it's really quite frustrating. So I have some a little bit of concern in the Kirk passing game this week. I think he's going to throw a pick. I'm going to call that out. I mean, it's um, Kirk Cousins, yeah. It is. He might throw two. Um... So I do like Madison a lot. Uh, I think he probably will be the beneficiary of a couple checkdowns from Captain Kirk. Uh, but I don't think this game is a huge Minnesota blowout. I actually could, like, I know I could be wrong in that, but I don't know. This kind of just seems like one of those games where it's not really in question that the Vikings are going to win and they don't really put their foot on the gas at any point because mm-hmm. they're not really under duress yeah and that's the thing too it's like it's more of those like they're not they maybe they don't pull ahead as much as they should just because they're right. kind of cruising because the last game was a two-point win the scenario i see them pulling ahead is if madison breaks some out you know uh-huh. to the house that or like your jefferson house is one i could see that too <laughs> he's always like in line. he's always in line to do that yeah because i'm looking at the last detroit game Thielen didn't do much, but they didn't really like need him. And um, Jefferson, he had 124 yards. So <laughs> I'm not saying like, oh, it's going to be that again. But Thielen, you know, he's a touchdown machine. That's where he's scoring points. He has not had, see, he has a one 100-yard game this year. But he's got a billion touchdowns. He's got 10 touchdowns mm-hmm. already. So, you know, if, if Thielen's not scoring a touchdown, he's probably letting you down for fantasy. Yeah. And I'm not saying he can't this game because it's fucking Detroit, but right. I think it's it's. I, I think you can reasonably do like Jefferson, Kirk, and Madison stack if you wanted to get like unique on the stack option. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. It's not like required. I'm just thinking like, okay, if I'm picking two guys to do well, and I guess play Kirk with them. But I think you could even just play Madison and Jefferson without Kirk, and they just get all the yards against Detroit. <laughs> yeah, that's that too. <laughs> But alas, alas, we're picking Minnesota. I think we spent plenty of time on this game. Yeah. <laughs> so next up, we've got <laughs> Giants at Miami with Mike Glennon since uh, <sighs> Daniel Jones is out. Okay, so I was going to pick Miami by a touchdown here before I you told me that Mike Glennon was playing. And now this is, I think this is a shit stomping. <laughs> yeah, the, the Miami defense is looking quite appealing. Uh, yeah, yes. For for DFS and streaming purposes, they're oh yeah reasonably priced on DraftKings. They're a really good price on Yahoo. Um, they were one of the I think one of the defenses I might have written up even before I knew Clayton was going to be in. Yeah, they're only they're pretty cheap on Yahoo at fourteen bucks. So pretty good option there. I I was into Barkley, but now I'm not really <laughs> just because I think Clayton is going to be too much of a shit on the offense. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> The kind of the only way they might make things work is if he's ch- like checking down to yeah. Saquon. 
because there's I don't think Tony or Shepard are expected to play. Correct. So it's Galladay and Slayton, and then I guess like a combo of John Ross and Colin Johnson, and then Ingram and Barkley. Which like Kenny Galladay and Barkley are good, but when you've got you know Mike Glennon and some pretty solid corners, like that's the thing. Like the Miami corners have finally been playing like they're supposed to the last mm. few weeks. Like that was the thing for some fucking reason. Miami's defense was hot garbage despite all the talent they had. I think it was uh, kind of just a factor of their front wasn't doing enough, and it was just leaving the secondary so open Mm -hmm. uh, throughout the game. Because we saw that, what was it, the Bills game, where it was really close for three quarters, and then it just blew out in in the last quarter there. Yeah. But, yeah, they do have Howard and Jones healthy, Eric Rowe healthy, Holland's been playing really well, healthy. Yeah, he, That's a he's really been awesome. <laughs> Glennon he, he, he shouldn't took... throw the ball at all this game. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Holland like took over that uh, Ravens game. He did. He played very well. Yeah, like the only thing they ever figured out that he was going to be blitzing. Like every time he's on the line of scrimmage, he blitzed. They just literally never fucking figured it out. It was so tilting watching that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they they've gotten really good safety play, which has helped their corners out, of course, like that. That's how that works. Um, <laughs> mm. So, so if we're thinking Miami runs away with this, who from Miami do you like? Is it Waddle, who did end up having his really big game last week? Um, I think Devontae Parker might be back. Are we going to call a Gaskin game? Like, I don't see why not. I think Gaskin is a good play. He's I been mean, getting the ball a ton lately. I mean, we're talking Giants run D. Giants have no pass rush either, so I don't think Tua's under much pressure. Um, I also think that the Dolphins are probably going to have a defensive touchdown. <laughs> so there's like, the, I don't think this might be a super fantasy relevant game outside of the Miami defense. That's probably my number one pick here mm-hmm. yeah, because so like, they won't have to do any. I don't think they'll have to do anything. Probably not. Like, yeah, Gaskin's gotten 16, 23, 14, 20 rushes the last few games. And that's, you know, he always gets his targets too. Um, like, yeah, this might be a Miles Caskin decent spot, right? Like, decent spot. You know, I, we, I never love it just because the Dolphins just don't run the ball well, but he might just get the ball enough. It's tough. Yeah. Like, with Miles Gaskin, like you, you, like you need, you need the touchdown, and you know, possible this game. Yeah, of course, but they probably won't be playing from behind to let him rack up those receptions like he did against Tampa. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is literally just Miami defense to call it a day. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I think two is fine. I don't think he has a bad game. I just don't think he needs to throw 300 yards. Nah. I think he'll only have to throw, like, 180 to 220 to yeah. secure a 20-point win. <laughs> yeah, My- Miami plays at a really fast pace. Isn't that surprising? I guess yeah. it's really not because it is fl- uh, Flores there. Yeah, like, even, like, neutral pace. Like, they like Miami and Philly are the two fastest neutral pace teams. Hmm. So, yeah. See, I, all these new coordinators. <laughs> God, their line is so bad. Austin Jackson's already moved into left guard. Ugh. What a joke. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Anyway, yep. so, yeah. That's this game. Next up, we've got Philly at the Jets. I think this is the second best game. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, know maybe Indy biased. Houston, but just because it's the Jonathan Taylor show, that's always fun to watch. But Yeah, that's fun. There is, so, Jalen Hurts is questionable. I think he'll play, but if he doesn't, it'll be Gardner Minshew. Oh, no. 
Well, the Jets always lose to the backups, so I <laughs> guess I hope it's Hurts. Yeah, right now, right now I'm picking Philly. And like, if it's Hurts plays, I think it's a big Hurts game probably. But right, potentially just from just running a bunch. Which <laughs> that tweet about the Eagles leading the league in rushing but not having a hundred yard rusher is hilarious. <laughs> uh, because yeah, it's always so spread out. Like they never give to Sanders enough. Hurts runs a oh, lot. Oh, never. Yeah. Sanders doesn't need to be on that team. Sanders needs to be somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. I wonder if they'll free him ever. They should. Why would they pay him when they barely use him? So, I'm looking at the injury report. So, Sanders is good to go, it looks like. Um, Yeah, he's good to go. Howard's out. Boston Scott's questionable. I guess he's sick. So, um, yeah, I guess what what Eagles are you? I guess, assuming Hurst plays, what Eagles would you have interest in? Um... I think I want Ragor this week. Ah, finally Ragor week, huh? Yeah, knowing my Jets. And I also think the Jets have gotten a lot worse against the tight end, so I also like Goddard. Yeah, I'm thinking who who goes on Devonta slash can they contain Devonta Smith? Devonta moves around a lot. Um, he's also a very good blocker, which is something I found very interesting because he is so tiny. That you wouldn't think he would be at 170 pounds, but he's very good at it. I, if Bryce Hall is on him, I don't like him as much. Uh, Bryce Hall's probably the lone bright star of the Jets' defense right now, at least mm. in the secondary. He's actually been a good corner for them. Um, but I think he just moves around so much it doesn't quite matter. But I do think I like Regor a bit more this week. If he can catch it. If he can catch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of who Minshew liked and if I could like you know correlate that to anybody but that's I don't know if that's worth thinking about did he hit Chark all the time he did which I guess Chark is probably most comparable to Ragor guys maybe, maybe? maybe? I, don't, I don't know it makes kind of sense <laughs> I yeah it's, I it's tough <laughs> we're like we're, we're, we're at the point in the year where we're discussing who do we think Minshew would throw to on the Eagles event and, and, and is it Jalen Ragor <laughs> <laughs> oh, my soul hurts. This is what you get out of an Eagles-Jets game, baby. Oh, uh, man. Eagles line, pretty healthy. Yeah, the they've Eagles got are everyone except healthier. uh Yeah, their guards are a little hurt. Landon Dickerson, I think, is a rookie, right? Yeah, he's a rookie, but he's been playing well. Um, That's who we wanted the uh, Steelers to take, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they probably could be using him right now. Yeah. Um, Jets side... Mm-hmm. Which the Jets the Jets defense is real hurt. Yeah, the Philly defense is not very hurt. They're pretty healthy right now, which is weird. The Eagles being the healthier team is is a funny predicament to be in because <laughs> they just never are. So okay, I'm look. I'm going back to Gardner Minshew here. So 2020. Let's see. Does that that he he only, he only started 2020 right, or he started 2019 too? I started both. That's right. Wow. I my, my brain kind of just erased a bit of Gardner Minshew, admittedly. It's okay. So, in 2019, yeah, 2019 was where he played, you know, a lot of the year. DJ Chark was his guy. He also liked Chris Conley, so whatever that means. And Didi. So Who's the tallest to... wide receiver on the Eagles? I, I think Ragor. Maybe Quez. Is it Quez? Quez? Actually, no, Devon... oh, Ragor's is the shortest. Never mind. Quez is the tallest. Devontae is next, and then Ragor. None of them are very tall. Like, 6'2 is the max they've got. Interesting. Because Chark's like 6'4". Right. Yeah, they've got a lot of short guys. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Minshew never really had a tight end, so I don't know how he feels about tight ends. 
Had Eifert. No I think he would like Goddard. His name is Dallas. That seems like a guy he would gel with. <laughs> hey there, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, they'd both you show call up in me short Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. anyway, um, Herbs if he plays, cool. I, Goddard and Goddard's probably fine. Yeah, I, it's it's always a grab bag with the Philly pass catchers, but yeah, if, if it's a regular week, we will we can celebrate that. Um, Jets, do you like any Jets in this game, fantasy wise? You know, I think Zach Wilson has a decent game. Um, I think you'll see. I'm hoping Corey Davis plays so he can take Slay. That's if he doesn't play, that is really big because then you've got more in Crowder and Slay gets to kind of just blanket that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really want Davis in just so he can take Slay off and leave more and Crowder open. Yeah. Uh, Phillies never lost to the Jets, huh. which is interesting. I guess they've only been playing each other for, you know, two decades. But that's still, uh, it's still like nine, ten games all to the Eagles. I don't think the Jets win in this one here. My <laughs> fandom is really praying that they just break that at some point. But <laughs> the way the team looks right now, it's just, it's another year where it's like, I don't even think I would pick the Jets to win this normally. So... I'm gonna officially put Philly, but I'll be I'll be rooting there for for the Jets. Yeah. You never know. All all about the draft pick status, right? That's right. We're <laughs> going for the draft picks. Hey, and right now Seattle's pick is pretty juicy. Yeah, I know. I know oh, you it worked you, out you, so well. Yeah, you, you're an anti-Seattle fan this year. You just root against them all the time now. Oh yeah. Well, I it helps that I think Pete Carroll is the most overrated coach in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know what the fuck you're doing right now, but alas, we move on to Indy at Houston, which I this again could also maybe be in the running for second best game in this window. Yeah, uh, maybe Arizona Chicago, but Tampa Atlanta I guess probably is the best option for that. But anyway, we get to see Jonathan Taylor and some Jonathan Taylor, and maybe you know a little bit more Jonathan Taylor here. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It, what is there anything else? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, Michael Pittman, I, I, he's good against the bad team. Like, you know, play yeah, him. I any think he'll do just fine. Any Houston interest? Because last time they played, like I don't Spurgeon? know. I don't think. <laughs> uh, I don't think they had Tyrod last time they played. No, they Davis did Mills not. Time. It was Davis Mills. Um, Mark Ingram was still on the team. I mean, I, I guess maybe Brandon Cooks. I mean, obviously he's the only guy getting targets there, pretty much. Yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. get some Nico this game. That'd be nice to see. Mm-hmm. Nico's been getting more targets, I think. Yeah. Oh wait, Ty. Duh. Of course. Ty versus Houston. Yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot. It's a thing, people. And I think he's cur- he's currently healthy. So. Death taxes and Ty versus Houston. Yeah. And he had a decent game last time out. It wasn't like amazing, but he had a decent game. So. That was his first game back too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Roll out T.Y. against Houston. That's a, you. So it uh, Pro Football Reference shows you guys' stats against the Texans. So T.Y. <laughs> apparently has 19 games versus the Texans, and he averages like 95 yards. <laughs> I'm, uh. <laughs> dude, it's just so funny. Yeah. In 19 games against the Texans, he has 1,800 yards and 11 touchdowns. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> He loves playing the Texans. Oh my god, dude! Like we knew it was a thing, but this is like legit absurd. Ter- like 
this is one of the largest sample sizes you get in the NFL like this. You know, like 19 games, that's a big NFL sample size. Mm-hmm. And there's a playoff game not counted, too, where he got 85 yards. So that actually brings <laughs> down his average. So he's got 20 right. games against <laughs> against the Texans. And he gets oh, he has 1,880 yards, basically, and there's uh, 20 games. So Wow. He's got almost 2,000 yards against the Texans. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, dude. You know so. he needs to break that 2,000, so, you know? Yeah. I don't know if he gets there this week, but... That'd be 120. It's not out of uh, not out of the realm of possibility. Uh-huh. This is one of those times where I'm like, I wish we had, you know, J-Rod, our human encyclopedia here, uh, <laughs> to tell us who has the most yards against a single opponent. It's probably like Jerry Rice or something against someone, but... Yeah. Bitch is used to Jerry Rice when it's that. Um, <laughs> when in doubt, go Jerry. Yeah, and they're talking like, you know, <clears throat> Megatron versus the Vikings or something, I don't know. <laughs> Marvin Jones versus the Vikings. <laughs> Marvin Jones versus the rest of that division. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, JT, you know, stream some TY, maybe play Brandon Cooks. Probably get some Colts defense, yeah. not going to lie. Yeah, so I, I did want to think... throw... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I do think Houston gets a pick on Wentz because it's Wentz. And to- he will, at some point, just decide to, like frisbee toss the football to a texans guy <laughs> instead of taking a sack <laughs> oh gosh yeah dude once is something he he and stafford both do some dumb shit like that sometimes it's hilarious um <laughs> so i do want to say Wentz on yahoo is very cheap he's only 23 dollars. so if you if we're looking at some prices right now uh he is below ben roethlisberger in price wow and he is also below Matt Ryan, and he is right next to Daniel Jones, Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's one dollar more than Jared Goff, so he's for some reason he's like down in the basement for some reason. So, do they count interceptions as minus ten? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know why he's so cheap. He's he's been on the cheaper side, but they haven't like adjusted him for his recent good performance. So he's real old cheap there. Um, but yeah, wow. Indy, Indy. Uh, Next we get to the 4 p.m. where we have some better games. This some better, it, but still not great. Yeah, th- no, this week sucks. Like I don't know if I said it before or after I started recording, but there's like a lot of huge spreads, like seven point spread games. That we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven games that are a touchdown or more spread. Miami's at wow. minus six, so it could get up to eight. It should be. <laughs> Where's the alternate? I'm gonna find the alternate spread for that game. <laughs> That's a spreadie more. <laughs> yeah, and then and then we've got a couple like, you know, charge Cincinnati, Washington Vegas, like a couple like you know good high scoring close, and then maybe some low and close in a bit. But Washington Vegas, one of the probably better games of the week, and probably the one in this window I'll be most on for Raiders yeah. fandom and just, you know, the good game aspect of it. <laughs> um, this one, it has a lot of dependence, again, on some O-line status. Yes, we're both really torn on this. Um, this is one of the closer games just in terms of both teams being on a similar playing field of skill-wise. They're uh-huh. both better than other teams, but not amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, Washington's O-line is banged up. No Cosme this week stinks. He was their standout rookie that has been playing really well. That's their right tackle. Um and we don't like when you go against the Raiders at home with a banged-up O-line. Yeah, the the big thing we're looking at is their center situation because yes. they were already on the backup center. Um, so if he 
So they, they, they brought a backup center with Larson, I think it was. Then Schweitzer mm-hmm. went in. And then he got hurt. So they were on, like, fourth-string center by the end of last <laughs> week. So if, they're, yeah. if they get fourth-string center against the Raiders, that's not ideal because... I said a lot. The Raiders have a lot of holes in their defense, but their D line is really good. So, you know, if if you're able to get pressure, that's going to bail the rest of your defense a lot. And I think the Raiders could be in for that here if if the football team is uh, is missing some guys. <laughs> but if, if if they've got not a fourth string center in, I'm a little more into Washington and Antonio Gibson, who was kind of my initial thought here, who. It's pretty underpriced in DFS across the industry, and it gets a pretty good rushing matchup here with the line that's been blocking pretty well. It's been playing well, and the Raiders' defense that has been pretty susceptible to the run a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And Gibson just got a fuckload of touches. Uh, McKissick's oh, yeah. going to be out. And uh, <laughs> Rivera said that Wendell Smallwood is going to fill in to a degree, apparently. Oh, but my goodness. I, expe- I expect a lot of the load to go to Gibson, who got like seven targets last week or some shit. Yeah, and a buttload of carries. So, yeah, he got uh, twenty nine carries in seven targets. So, I don't know if we'll get that again, but I mean, they're gonna give him the ball a lot. He's real good. He's real, real good at football. He's real good. Um, how, wait, why are you on Terry McLaurin here? I mean, he's, he, I like him. Yeah, I mean, he, he's probably gonna get uh, Hayward. I'm guessing, but he he'll go into the slot some and avoid him, right. and. He's a lot faster than Hayward is now, so. Yeah, Hayward in his heyday, probably. Ha. Hey. <laughs> ah, I can't stop saying hey. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. Uh, yeah, Horses. I'll take Terry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, yeah, I'm fine with him. I like Curtis Samuel, too, if he's playing. I think the questionable might just be sort of uh, a keep resting because we just brought you back. Yeah, I, um, I want to see him kind of get up and snap share before I go there because he like played like a quarter of the snaps this past week. Um, right. Logan Thomas, on the other hand, played like 80% of the snaps. So I think he's all good. You can continue to fire him up, mm-hmm. which they're probably pretty glad to have him back. <laughs> yeah. But they did find out that uh, John Bates is a good blocker, at least. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah he was really <laughs> helpful for the run game last week. Like, that's... Because, so... Logan Thomas played, like, 80% of the snaps. Um, John Bates was in on, like, almost 60% of the snaps. So they ran a lot of two tight end <laughs> by oh, that yeah. math. So yeah. I expected them to do that again. I guess they kind of figured, okay, like, do we need Terry out there. Go two tight ends. Toss another, toss whoever the fuck it is out there at receiver. Do some shit, like. Mm-hmm. So that's probably going to be their game plan again here, I imagine. Yeah. Especially with the pass rush and they potentially band up a line. Um, and then... Again, I'll mention Yahoo pricing. McLaurin is way too cheap. He is $22. So Out of the 200 right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, if like Justin Jefferson is 32 I'm looking around like Michael Pittman's also 22 Waddle's Ooh. 21 Ooh. Like, So McLaurin, McLaurin is normally priced up near Justin Jefferson and like Debo and stuff, but he's way below them on Yahoo this week. So, yeah. Interesting. I know he's he's been sporadic this year and he's been priced pretty cheap the last couple of weeks on Yahoo, but in a pretty solid total game where we've seen him get targeted a lot, just one all like all season, but he's been getting some consistent targets lately too. Um, yeah, he's got 98 targets on the year. He's in the ball shitload. I mean, if you have him, 
on your team. Yeah, the the Raiders are good for a blown coverage at some point in the Yeah. And I think it's going to be Terry who takes advantage. Um, <laughs> but speaking of the Raiders, uh, Darren Wall That's is out. That's the tough one. That, yeah, it's the big part. That's where I was like unsure at first. I'm like, they were able to, you know, hold their own with Dallas when Waller went out with yeah. like Foster Moreau and Deshaun Jackson of all fucking people. Oh my lord, I know. Which wait, 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 wait. Oh my god. It's it Deshaun is. Jackson against Washington. It's a revenge game. Oh man. It's Deshaun Jackson Sh- against his division. Shit. <laughs> Um, I'm glad we just realized that. I'm looking up. So he's got 14 games versus Washington. He averages 60 yards and a touchdown every other game. He's had, he, of course, has had some big games against them. He also, of course, fucking played for them. Um, yep. How many snaps did he play last week? Did he outsnap Zay Jones? I was like torn between him and Zay Jones for the Thanksgiving slate. Um, so Zay Jones outsnapped him, but Deshaun Jackson was a lot more valuable. Uh-huh. Which well, It was clearly obvious watching it how valuable Deshaun Jackson was. He fucking owned Anthony Brown. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was so rough, man. Poor guy. Um, yeah, fuck. Is it Deshaun Jackson week? Because they, they basically figured out how to replace Rugs finally, and the answer is you know a mix of Zay Jones and Deshaun Jackson, but probably mostly Deshaun Jackson. Just like hey, run yeah. fast, run uh, fast, and draw coverage. <laughs> yeah, and we'll throw it, and shit will happen. Um, That's really big. So he's questionable right now. <laughs> I think he plays, but with him there. One of the guys that I really like for Washington, which is why I was leaning them, and now I'm not sure, is uh, Cameron Curl. Uh, is their free safety. He's really good. If he's being drawn off a lot with Deshaun Jackson, that helps the Raiders' offense out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck. I think Deshaun Jackson <laughs> plays. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious that he's... <laughs> uh, I was going to take Washington. I... Yeah, this one's tough. It, I guess it'll probably depend on the O-line status, of course. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave them for now, but if we if their center goes out, I'm switching over, yeah. Yeah, uh, I do want to say, I think Foster Moreau is a pretty strong stream play, and he's dirt cheap in DFS, so going to be popular, mm-hmm. probably solid. And then Hunter Renfro is getting a lot of looks with everybody out now. So. <laughs> it's hard not to play him. He's like an every-week starter. Yeah, especially in PPR, because the targets are there. Oh, um, yeah. And he only got four targets against Cincy, but it's like he got eight, nine, nine, and then the four, then nine again. Like He's getting a buttload of targets with no rugs, and now no Waller. And, I mean, him getting, you know, seven, eight-plus catches on 100 yards is, seems pretty reasonable here. So, yeah. I don't, do you have who, any, who even, uh, say, do you have any love here for Edwards? Um... He's uh, one of those guys you just have to know. You're like, I either love him this game or I don't. I, I don't have any strong feel there. Because, um, who's, is he going to draw, like, William Jackson? Or is it going to be, like, Kendall Fuller? I guess William Jackson, probably. I was thinking Fuller. I don't know. It's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a mix or what. The thing is, Edwards has been on the field for over 70% of snaps. No, he, so he's, I, he's the receiver, like, who's out on the field the most. I know he's. I is he good at blocking? He is from South Carolina, so I expect him to be scrap. He's to be scrappy there, like Debo. Yeah, I mean he he yeah he's really big. It's just, for him, it's consistency, just in, in everything. <laughs> Can he? Be I think he might have a decent floor this game. Yeah, I need mean, like what's his target level been? Because I don't think he's been getting targeted a ton. No, he's been. It's been a dud like the past yeah. few weeks. Because mm-hmm. he had a good Kansas City game, but a lot of mess around that. 
Yeah. I, when I did they get Deshaun Jackson? Um, probably around when he started not doing as much. Um, Deshaun Jackson has been playing a ton there. He he joined in week ten, but he went seventeen percent, thirty four percent, forty eight percent. So he's climbing up, and that's that's going away from Zay Jones mostly because uh-huh. Zay Jones has been declining some in snaps. A little bit has been coming from Edwards, but it just, it just gives them more versatility. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really feeling Edwards particularly yeah. this week. Yeah, probably not going with him again. I still want Renfro over him. Yeah, I'm, I'm more so thinking Renfro, some Moreau, some fucking Deshaun Jackson. Oh, God. <laughs> some D-Jax. I think uh-huh. D-Jax is integral to a Raiders win here. Uh-huh. Um, Just he a, is not which, you know what? Fucking yeah, know, hilarious right? statement to say. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, what year are we in? <laughs> yeah. Also, we didn't uh, explicitly say it, but I think Logan Thomas is a really good play against poor safety and linebacker play from the Raiders. So, seeing his snap count be pretty high in his first game back is reassuring. Oh, what the fuck? He's like 4K on DraftKings. Shit, I just realized that. Hello. I don't know how I just noticed that. The Raiders have been pretty bad against tight ends this year. Although, they, again, they played Kelsey, but, um, you know, makes it tougher to be good against tight ends. But Yeah, alas. he does love to beat up the Raiders, too. Yeah, he always does, man. That's one of those givens. <laughs> so... Yeah, Logan Thomas makes a lot of sense here, I think. I want to see how uh, the Raiders have been against just specific tight ends. So, Dalton Schultz had a decent game. Kelsey had a good game. Ingram had an okay game. Noah Fant dawned on them. Jared Cook had a good game. Maseki had a really good game. They held Mandrews in check. Hmm. Um, but other good tight ends have had good games against them. And Dalton Schultz did decently, and then other dude caught a touchdown. So... Yeah, honestly, I, I think I'm going to put Logan Thomas in here. Uh, yeah, I think he's a good option, um, especially with, presumably, a pass rush flushing Heineke out a lot. Yeah. All right, well, again, good game. We spent a lot of time on this one just because it's one of the close games. But I think we could really quickly go through Jacksonville at the Rams. Um, Rams. <laughs> all the Rams should do well. Um, I guess... Keep an eye on injury statuses for Odell and Henderson. Um, if they play, like they make good options, but if they were to sit, um, I think that would push other guys up a lot. Like Sony becomes an awesome option if Daryl Henderson sits. And yeah. I think you can count on Van Jefferson for, I think you can count on him pretty to do a good amount uh, if Odell misses. This is unfortunately a late window game. So Ugh. hopefully we get like a little bit of intel before that, it sounds like they're gonna play. I think McVeigh said at one point they expected them to play, but they're gonna rest a lot throughout the week. So I think I would lean they're gonna play because they both got limited Friday practices. But you know, keep an eye out for any any update. So it'd be gonna be prepared in case. But yeah, that otherwise I don't want anyone on Jacksonville. Like I want no. the Rams defense, and that's pretty much all I'm gonna really put into it. <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville insists too much on giving it to guys who aren't good. So, like, uh, do, Tavon do you, Austin. Do you know who led them in targets last week? It, it wasn't Tavon. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. It was. Uh, was it? Oh no, sorry, not not in targets. Who led them in yardage? I should say, receiving yardage. Ah, because well, led Jamal in Agnew's targets. out, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> led in targets, but he did not lead in yardage. The yardage leader is one target behind them. Do you know who it was? Is it? No, Carlos Hyde. But you know, Tavon Austin's a close, uh, a close guess. 
Tavon? Is it uh, Carlos Hyde? Nope, it was Laquan Treadwell. Did you ah, know he was a Jaguar? Ah, I didn't know. I knew at <laughs> one point, but my brain said, why are you retaining this information? And threw it out. Oh, God. Yeah, Laquan Treadwell got eight targets last week. Why is he on the field? Yeah, I don't know. Jacksonville's just too dumb and bad right now. Trevor so. Lawrence is going to throw at least one pick, six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a real rough time for him. And not that not that other games haven't been, but especially this one. Um, oof. Oof, badoof. Oof, badoof. <laughs> um, w- I guess, do we think we... I guess the main question is, do we get a big old Cooper Cup week? Because we... So last week, he got, you know, he was held under 100 yards. Um, in San Fran game... He got there on yardage. Um, he hasn't scored in a few games. He hasn't scored since the Houston game. So I guess it's time for a Cooper, some Cooper Cup touch, touchdowns or something. Him and Stafford, like Stafford needs to get his shit together. Um, so I want to see him and Cup, even if it's just the first half. Just put some stuff together yeah. and show me you know what you're doing out Seems there. Seems like a get-right right game. Right. Like so, a, yeah, yeah, I think Cooper Cup has a really good first half. I don't know what they'll do in the second. They might not have to do anything in the second <laughs> half of this game. Honestly, so with Henderson banged up and with this game, Sony might be, like, an okay emergency play anyway. Right. So, like, if you if you have Sony on your bench because you were stashing him and you're kind of fucked this week with buys and injuries, like, Sony isn't terrible. No, and the Jags are one of the worst in the missed tackle department. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, let me pull it up. I've got my updated uh, missed tackle stats here. Ooh. Um, always always a fun part to do. So, we sort it by missed tackles per game. <clears throat> so, Jags are the worst still, and Chargers hey. are second. Uh, Lions are third. <laughs> so, yeah, missed tackles against Cooper Cup. I don't know what his exact tackle-breaking status is, but he does it a fair amount. Like, he makes guys just miss a lot. So. Oh, yeah. He's shifty. Now, would you like to take a guess at who the best tackling team is in terms of, like, fewest missed tackles? Ooh. There are two teams against, uh, sorry, there are two teams below five. The Chiefs are actually second best. They were really high up at one point, um, and it was all Dan Sorensen, pretty much. So, when, he, when he's not dragging him down, uh, <laughs> they're a lot better. But who, who do you think is best? Let me, I'm just going to look at all the teams real quick. I'm going to oh, say yeah. the Cardinals. Uh, no, they are, where are they at, where are they at? They're middle of the pack, yeah. The best team, is, would you like one more guess before I tell you? The Panthers? Uh, no, it is the Broncos. No. <laughs> ah, okay. If the Broncos have the fangio. fewest, uh, missed tackles per game. There so, we go. There you go, Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> you get a star. <laughs> but, you know, Cooper Cup has, uh, dawned on some bad teams this year. He donned on Detroit and Houston, and uh, earlier in the year against Indy, when their defense was real, real bad, and he donned on Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so um, real quick, I would say for reference, how many missed tackles per game do the Jaguars have over like the Broncos? Like, what's the um, like a little more than three and a half? So the Jaguars at like are eight point one eight. Uh huh. And um, the Broncos are at four point five. The, the Jaguars, so they both played 11 games. The Jaguars have missed 40 more tackles than the Broncos. The Broncos have missed 50. The Jags have missed uh, 90. Oh, my God. Like, uh, they're they're nearing doubling. Like, there's a chance that by the end of the year, it's double. Yeah, 
Interesting. I love seeing the numbers on that. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah, the, the, some of these teams are real, real bad. The Chargers being real bad at it is kind of concerning for their sake this week. Yep. With Jamar Chase. So, with Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. Yeah. If, if that aligns healthy, I think I'm going to roll Bengals there. But anyway, alas, mm-hmm. yeah. We got, we got sidetracked with missed tackle stats. Uh, play <laughs> Cooper Cup, play Rams. Yeah. Next up, we've got Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Um, we both have Baltimore here. Lamar, he's a stud. Should have a good game. Um, I think Devonta Freeman's a stream here. I'm not going to argue with it. The Steelers have given <laughs> up. It's over 500. I don't know if it's over 550, but it is over 500 rushing yards the past three weeks. Oh, God. That's so bad. That's so bad. They're very injured, but yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. Um, yeah, they're they also are, just... They're rough. They're just... Their O-line sucks. They're having trouble putting up points. Roethlisberger had COVID and other diseases, I'm sure. And then <laughs> they're not going to have TJ Watt either or Joe Hayden this week, um, who have been on and off the injury report. Like, they're beat up. They're, they're yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'm going heavy, heavy Baltimore. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Yeah, it's, so Lamar, th- this is one of those uh, kind of, uh, DFS radar things for me. He's going very overlooked, and I, th- I think the the Pittsburgh and the total are kind of keeping people away. But if Lamar comes out and puts up like thirty five fantasy points on Pittsburgh, no one's going to be shocked because it's <laughs> no. Lamar and Pittsburgh's been real bad against the run. So I I'll I'll wait and see how the numbers kind of develop. But right now it's looking like. Lamar is going to be pretty low down the list on quarterbacks. So they're missing it's... their backup nose tackle too. I just saw. Oh really? And they do run a three four. So yeah, it was. It's supposed to be Alu Alu. He's out. Then his backup is Isaiah Bugs, who we've talked mm-hmm. about before. He's out. So it'll be Henry Mondu. I say it mm. like that because it's E A U X, like that French. While he is oh a big, like he is oh, a thumb oh sound. Yeah, Mondu. <laughs> Wee oui, wee. Oui. Um, so Pittsburgh though, I know I know Deontay's been getting all the targets, but I, I think I'm in a Chase Claypool this week. Ooh. Um Any particular I, reason? Um so I'm looking at his uh so it doesn't really have like a bunch of a sample against the Ravens because he's second year. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got nine so I mean, again, this is last year. Um he got nine targets each of the games. Um they looked his way a lot. Obviously Ben was a little was this Yeah, this is a Roethlisberger. Uh, a little less cooked at that point, I think. Um, but looking at like kind of the matchups for the uh, corners, that's where it really kind of clicked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, their tallest corner is Humphrey at six feet, and right. Claypool is six four. Yes, and he's got like thirty pounds on all their corners. Oh yeah, he's, it's just like a huge size mismatch. Now their corners are fast, so, like they can keep up with him, but. He is so much bigger than everyone they've got back there. That's a good point. Now, the only thing I'll say to go against that is last year the Ravens also had Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith. Yeah, they don't don't have them now. Right. And if Deontay was being covered by Peters last year, then it would have made sense for them to use Claypool a bit more. True. Um, With that, so I kind of think... The Pittsburgh offense does rebound a bit this game. It is at home. It's a divisional game. I actually like both Deontay and Claypool. 
Yeah, um, even no, though Claypool I, hasn't really done as uh, done enough this season to get people excited. Like everyone's excited about Deontay, but I think Claypool's yeah. going to remind people like how good he is. Yeah, and he should. I think so. We've talked about this before, and it's a bit of a side tangent. It'll be very brief, I promise. But just Mike Tomlin basically said this week, like if you have red paint, you paint your barn red. Um, I don't know if you saw that. But oh, didn't Claypool like say something about practice need to be more fun or something? No, I think it's more of a reference to the fact that they've got all of these pieces to run a spread offense with Najee Harris and all these wideouts, but then they have this super statuesque, immobile quarterback in Roethlisberger. And we know he wants a mobile quarterback, and I think it's just even more into that. So I think they're going to try to force Ben to spread the ball out a bit this week. I think he'll do okay at it. It's just not his wheelhouse. Yeah, like they're not going to be able to run the ball against Baltimore. <laughs> They're, oh, just, no. they're just not gonna be able to. No, like they'll, no, they'll no, he'll easy. pass to Najee. Najee's getting catches this <laughs> week. Yeah, Baltimore has a really good run fed, like run defense this year. Like they are the best in adjusted line yards on the year. Oh yeah, and uh, Pittsburgh not quite the worst, but pretty low down. Uh, so all that adds up to the worst running matchup on the week. So <laughs> not ideal, Pittsburgh. So <laughs> not ideal. They're gonna have to pass. And oh so, yeah. And and Baltimore's been susceptible to some uh, production against receivers this year, so it's not it's not like a death knell. No, absolutely not. So yeah, I think Roethlisberger is going to throw about forty times. I think most of them will be under fifteen yard passes, like air yard wise. You know, after his drop back, mm-hmm. I think he's going to hit a lot of Najee. He'll hit Claypool. He'll hit Deontay. Uh, I still think the Ravens hold on. Yeah, because I think I they'll was, be down by that point. Yeah, I'm, so I'm look. Yeah, I was looking through the receivers who had played against Baltimore. So Michael Pittman had a good game. Obviously, Jamar Chase had that blow up, but uh, just in week eleven, Darnell Mooney and Marquise Goodwin both got 100 yards in the touchdown. So if we want to talk Ooh. about like a bad team, not ideal quarterback play, rough O line passing on the Ravens, like we just <laughs> saw it. So we did just see it. Yeah. It's doable now. Like. I'm not saying Deontay Johnson won't have a good game. A lot of stuff lines up well for him. But I think, like I said, Claypool is in a pretty good spot with the matchup here. If we're doing standard, I definitely want Claypool because I think he gets the tutties. If we're doing PPR, I think you could make an argument for Deontay because I think he'll get more of the short passing work. Yeah, Claypool, Claypool's super like overdue for a touchdown as well, by the way. I, I don't know if I mentioned oh, yeah. it during the pod, but uh, Keaton Allen's is the most overdue from yardage. Um, next up is Kyle Pitts, Jacoby Myers, and then Chase Claypool. He's about, he should have about three more touchdowns than he does right now. Hey, maybe it's this week. Yeah. So yeah, he's got over 600 yards and only one touchdown. He should have, uh, you know, 2.8 more, but (laughs) by like, and if you do it by air yards, he's even, uh, he's even higher on the list. So he's again, just way overdue. Hell yeah. And, I get it is Pittsburgh, not a good offense, so that kind of you know adds to it. You know, maybe you need more yards per touchdown, but it's still still so so far past. Yeah, they haven't been using him enough. No, I I agree. Um, before we move on, I do want to say um, this is Pittsburgh, who uh, is good for a blown coverage or two a game. Any interest in Hollywood? Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, they're good for a blown coverage. I think reliably every week. Yeah, Hollywood made it through last game because he's coming to kind of banged up, and I was a little concerned. He made it through fine, played 
uh, three fourths of the snaps. So I'm I'm fine going back to him this week. He got ten targets last week, so I'm not really concerned. He has improved. I would yeah. say he's improved in the sense that Josh Allen improved year one to year two. Yeah, or was uh, it? Was it, I thought it was two to three for Josh Allen. Well, that was the big or, one. Okay, but he he took like one to two steps forward, one to two, and then two to three, he took like ten steps forward. Uh huh. Yeah. Like in terms of like most improved player awards, like Hollywood's definitely up there for it. He's yeah, he's definitely gotten better, which is good to see because those drops, man. Yeah, he was rough. He was rough right away, so I'm <laughs> I'm really glad he's he's improved. Um, our last game in this window is San Fran at Seattle. Uh, we're going San Fran for now. I had a little hesitation because I'm like, maybe Seattle will put it together, but it's really hard for me based on what we've seen and from both teams, like not just Seattle, but San Fran's looked really good. They've been running the ball super well. Mm-hmm. Eli Mitchell is a banger here. Um, Seattle cannot defend the run. My concern was no Debo. Right. And that's where and I, I think was that is hesitant. a pretty legitimate concern. However, I just can't. I can't pick Seattle, even <laughs> if I'm wrong, until I see them do well. They just, yeah. they've looked really bad the last few weeks. Yeah, what, where, did, where did this fall on the um, NFC West Rock, Paper, Scissors with uh, Shady, Shady and Pete? Um, I think we decided that this is normally a Shanny win unless it's like a Thursday game because then <laughs> Russ can just do his thing. <laughs> yeah. So let yeah, Russ coach the, uh, the game. <laughs> yeah, let Russ coach let Russ Not coach. coach. <laughs> I think another big problem is San Fran's run D hasn't been great. That's been exploitable and opens things up. And Seattle's run game right now is just non-existent. I mean, it is non-existent. They just Carson. signed AP, so Ugh. which yeah, is they, basically they've... a death knell <laughs> at this point. Yeah, that's like admitting you know we have no no run game. They they, they want to run and they just can't. It's real rough. Yeah. I I really hope they probably start passing. Um, I don't know if they will. So, this should is be one a of lock things, it week. Yeah, this is one of those places I've had like this really long internal debate with. Um, there was like a blurb there that talked about needing a DK Lebon more too. But uh, so <laughs> it's fucked me over like a couple weeks in a row. But Seattle is just getting so so cheap in DFS <laughs> that it's gotten to the point where I'm like, I know it's been so bad the last few weeks, but I'm like, we have so much prior of it not being super bad yeah i'm just like i'm gonna take the risk and be willing to just burn that money potentially but like i'm gonna do it some like i'm willing to light a little bit of money on fire in case it's a magic trick and like a bunch of hundos pop out but i'll probably end up looking like job instead of houdini i mean it's another situation i love it uh it's another (laughs) situation where i mean last week dk we were like no one on that team can cover dk but he still didn't get targets they just didn't give it to him and we're in the same position this week. There is no one on San Fran's defense that can cover DK. Just will they but give it to him? Will they give it to him? <laughs> Man, I don't know. But Fire Pete. Fire Pete. <laughs> well, not yet because, you know, I want them to keep being bad for the rest of this yeah. season. Yeah, Fire Pete after the season. I can see that wait. I can see them wait until after the season. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Javante here. Um... With no Debo, like that puts a ton of targets to Kittle and Ayuk. Um, who I really like Kittle this week. I like Kittle. I like Mitchell. I think that's your bread and butter. Yeah. How has Kittle been against the Seahawks throughout his career? There's enough games, right? There's um, a, probably six games, right? Yeah, they held him in check decently. He's not had 
He hasn't scored a touchdown against them in eight games. So mm. I'm not going to count his rookie. Yeah, I won't mm. count his rookie year. So we'll say six games. His rookie game, you know, his rookie year he didn't really do much at all. His most had it still. Because the second year was a breakout. But they, they held him sort of in check. Interesting. Which, you know, maybe maybe Pete's just like, hey, let's just not let this kid look at beat us. <laughs> right. Which is fair. We're, we'll lose to everyone else, just not the their best guy. Yeah. Have these teams played yet this year? Uh, yeah, they played in week uh, four. Seattle won, actually, which is funny. Right. But that was also... Uh, that uh, Trey Lance came in there during that game. Right. I remember that being a weird... Like, Jimmy um, G was actually doing okay and got hurt. Yeah, that was... Oh, that was the Trey Sermon game, because, like, a lot of guys were hurt. Yep. And whatever and then, he saw from that game, clearly he said no more of that. Chris Carson got hurt as well. Yeah, this, that, this was a yeah. This was a pretty gross game. Debo had a big play. Yes, yeah. Debo did a lot. <laughs> Debo did it all, actually. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Debo, Debo did it all. Holy crap. There wasn't much, but Debo did it all. So I'm like looking at the stature distribution, I'm like, wait, who scored? It was Russ. Yeah. Russ three Russ, two. Swain. They didn't have to do much. They just get really good field position, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. San Fran started out rough. I think they win this one. I'm especially going to pick them to split. Uh huh. So, <laughs> I wasn't confident, but I think I'm more confident now. I'm picking San Fran. <laughs> so, San Fran it is currently. Probably for the game as well. Um, yeah. Sunday night, we've got Denver at Kansas City. We're picking Kansas City. Andy Reid is really off a bye. Always. Uh, but Melvin Gordon is out. So, we get Javante week. We get Javante. Yeah, which I'm really excited about against the Chiefs defense. So, yeah. Oof, their missed tackles thing might go down a bit this week. I don't know. Might go up? up. <laughs> yeah, get worse. It's hard to tackle Javante is what I'm saying. He is a, just a <laughs> cannonball of fiery goodness. Love him. Yeah. And I'm really excited excited to see what he can do with the full uh Oh dude. I'm sorry. Target chair, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be really rooting for that. Um but with with the uh Broncos and Chiefs comes Travis Kelsey. Who has just dominated the Broncos uh, throughout <laughs> his career? He averages uh, 85 yards a game against them. Wow! So and he and point uh, point four touchdowns per game against the Raiders. He averages 80 yards and uh, touchdown every other game. So <laughs> yeah, in 13 games, Kelsey has uh, five touchdowns and uh, 1,115 yards. So he he balls out against the Broncos. He gets that is, like. Oof. Yeah, he, he, he gets the ball a bunch. He gets, like, nine targets a game. It's, yeah. Expecting something similar. Yeah, I think we can I think we can expect <laughs> uh, a lot of Kelsey here. It's it's pretty much, it's mostly been the Kelsey show against the Broncos. Um, they pretty much dedicate all the resources to keeping Reek from destroying them. I mean, it's a fair sacrifice. Yeah, no, make. no, no. Like, I that's understandable. Like, if I have to choose, I'm like, ah, well, fuck, which one do I want to happen? Right. Like, like someone's got to be fast enough to catch Kelsey, but no one can catch. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 like the would you rather a tackle like Derrick Henry or Lamar sort of de- debate, <laughs> but not not quite. But it's more so like do we do we try to cover Kelsey or do we try to catch Tyreek? It's like ah well, huh. well <laughs> we got to do one, I guess. So yeah, I I think I think Javante and Kelsey is where a lot of the game is gonna be. I hope so. That's what I'm looking for. Javante, Kel- I still think Reek does fine. Um, oh, yeah. I think he's bad. finally healthy. Yeah, he that's too. He, he'd been banged up. That's true. Um, um, with, and 
without, of course, you know, with that being said, like Mahomes will probably have a better game than he has been doing mm-hmm. most of um, the year. Yeah, so I, I guess uh, my next question before we, you know, jump from this game is uh, Denver pass catchers. What are you expecting this game from them? Well, so they, I think, are for the most part healthy, right? They've gotten yeah. Sutton is all in, Judy's back, they've got Patrick and Fant. Um, their O-line, though, every single one of them is questionable. <laughs> Which is a little concerning because the Chiefs are stepping up their defense a bit. The Chiefs are healthy right now, which is, yeah. Yeah. They've got the big edge on Denver and Elf. Like, it's... it's Oh, yeah. So I don't love Teddy this game, even though I do like Javante. Uh, I probably... I think I still have to stick with Sutton here. Judy's been his guy, though. Yeah, and he's going to get the slot matchup... um, He'll he'll have Snead in the slot, who is decent, obviously, but and then it's Ward and uh, Fenton on the outside. It's like they're gonna have to chuck the ball a bit though, yeah, if they want to keep up. So I expect Presumably, Sutton yeah. to get targets, but Judy will get, I think, the majority of the actual catches and PPR work. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at Mahomes versus the Broncos, and haven't they been pretty good against them? Or like I would had, say so. So. So I'm looking through it. So like obviously in his first year he had that week 17. I'm not counting that. So in 2018, um, he had a 300 yard game with one touchdown where they won by four. He had 304 touchdowns. So 300 yards and four touchdowns where they won by uh, a touchdown. So in 2018 they kept it close, but then the last two years it's been a lot of blowouts. But again, who's been the quarterback for Denver? At those Drew points. Lock. Who was their? Was it? Was it him and? Oh, it was Flacco and Lock in 2019. So oh. they had some. They had some pretty rough quarterback play, uh, in 2018 and 19. So I think I think that's kind of defensible uh, to get blown out. Yeah. Sorry, 2019 and uh, 20. So yeah, it's uh, I think reasonable to. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to prove it. Um. So wait, yeah, who was it in 2018 then? Was that oh. Flacco still, or was it? It was Keenum. Oh, yeah. Which I guess is kind of close to Teddy. Like, it's not too far off. Not too far. Yeah. So, if Keenum could keep those games close, I think Teddy can. It is divisional. I don't expect it to be a blowout. I mean, yeah. the, the spread uh, what's his is... face? They have Darby back, which is huge. Um, and yeah. Kyle Fuller. So, their secondary is fully healthy. Yeah. What do you think the spread is right now? I don't know, because Denver just blew out the Chargers. Um, maybe like a, it is in Kansas City, maybe like a seven-point spread. Yeah, it's at, it's at a nine-and-a-half right now. Wow. Which I, I don't know how much of that's going to be Ed Reed off a of bye, but that feels kind of high for a divisional game. I think that is a bit high. I still, like I said, I think the Chiefs win, but I don't think this is a blowout. Yeah, I, 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 I'm disappointed that this is the game they got flex instead of like Chargers and Bengals, but... I'm okay with this being the option because I think it'll be close. Right. So, but yeah, I think a lot of it's going to depend on the Denver line. But like I said, primarily a lot of interest in Kelsey and Javante. Oh, yeah. Those are the two two main ones. Sounds like the uh, crowd outside agrees. Right. (laughs) And quiet down out there. Thank you, kids. But lastly, we've got uh, Monday night game, New England at Buffalo. We've got Buffalo. I have uh, some 
not fond memories of this game where Jalen went nuclear on the Pats and lost me a fantasy championship. And uh, I I don't know. The if first it'll half be of that sentence was such a turn on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I fuck the Pats, obviously. <laughs> uh, we're, yeah, we're picking Buffalo here. They're only like two and a half point favorites. Well, I would take them to cover that. I would too. I think uh, I think the Patriots are a good team, and I'll yeah. pat them on the head for that. I do not think they are in the big boy conversation. I head. think that they have played really shitty competition. Congrats, you beat Tennessee without AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, half their O line and half their defense. Good job. Like I don't know what to say. Congratulations. It's not a. <laughs> Yeah. You're playing a big boy team now, and it's in Buffalo. And Bill Belichick, traditionally speaking, his weakness has been mobile quarterbacks. I think this could be a big, big Buffalo blowout bonanza boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo's <laughs> defense has been really solid, too. Like, these teams haven't played yet, so like we don't have any like basis for you know, these iterations of the teams playing yet. Because, like, there's like, New England's a lot different from last year. Like, they're a lot better. They've obviously got, you know, some defense back now. And then they have Matt Jones instead of Cam, which is pretty different guys, I'd say. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Possibly the is, opposites. Yeah. I mean, their names are palindromes for fuck's sake. So um, I think Brian Dable will have a good game plan here to, you know, limit Matt Jones. Basically, you know, I, I basically, I think the plan is going to be make Matt Jones beat them. <laughs> like, yeah. deep, basically. Um, and speaking of, you know, the deep ball, that's one way to beat Bill. Bill loves running man, which is why, you know, the Russian quarterbacks are good against him. So yep. Jalen can run and throw deep. So yep. I actually like Sanders a lot here. Hey, there we um, go. He's kind of been MIA a bit, but he is like the, uh, he is a deep threat for them. So I can see Sanders coming back online for this game. Obviously like Diggs is always obviously a good option, but if it's like, if you're, Picking between Sanders or Beasley, I'm going Sanders this game. There we go. So. Yeah, I like that. I also like Knox. Um, mm-hmm. I usually don't go back to back in picking guys I He's like. Been solid you know. this year though. But I, yeah, it seems like a good option there against the Patriots. You uh, know they're gonna on... try to stop Diggs, right? Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be like the main ammo. They're gonna try that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I think Sanders could get kind of forgotten. In it right. All. Um, oh, I hope Diggs still breaks one out. <laughs> uh, Patriot side, any interest there? Like, obviously, someone's going to have to do something, maybe. But so presumably. I think if I know Bill, which I don't, <laughs> but if I did, no I would say that they're going to try to run it a lot uh, using Damian Harris and their offensive line and a little of the tight end action, and then in the second half, they're going to try pretty much the same thing but a little bit more Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think they start out trying to run the ball. Uh, Buffalo, we did just see them get blown out by Jonathan Taylor. I think Bill watched that and said, all right, this we can, you know, they are susceptible to the run in these given situations. So I think he's going to try to exploit that. I don't know if he'll be successful. Like I said, I think uh, I like Sean McDermott a lot in this matchup, but I I'm kind of just going with him this game. Yeah, I so don't that, really uh, want a whole lot of Patriots. No, that uh, Jonathan Taylor game, Edmonds was also out, mm-hmm. and that was a big part of it. Like that was a huge blow to the run beat. Um, and he's, you know, I assume he's going to be in this game. He was playing. He played last week. 
Um, no Trey White, like we talked about, hurts a ton for Buffalo, but New England is not necessarily built to take full advantage of that. Right. If they had, you know, it, you know, I don't know why my brain went here, but a PKJ Green, they have a <laughs> a, a stall, you know, that no. bona fide an wide alpha. receiver one. They don't yeah. have an alpha. That's where this would hurt a lot. You know, if they had a Devontae Adams, let's say. If they had a Devontae Adams, that would be a killer for this game. But their wide receivers are all kind of a hodgepodge of mismatched toys, so. Yeah. Cause like It stinks, but it's not as bad as missing, I think, like Micah Hyde or someone like that. Yeah, like, so like Myers and Vorn and Aguilar are all fine, but they wouldn't be getting as much work on other teams, <laughs> possibly, so. <laughs> right. Bourne has been playing really well, though. I do want to mention that. Like, Bourne's been playing super well, and I know that was one that we kind of talked about meshing with Mac. So, you know, that is, like, you know, a call we made that's working out. So that's always fun to see. But, yeah, I I guess I would pick him. I don't know. I just – I don't really see Mac Jones airing – I think he'll try to air it out a few times, but I don't Uh think it'll be, like, a lot. I don't know. I mean, it might it might work out. I really hope it doesn't. Watch it be like a fucking Ramondre game. No. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's tough with the pass because it's hard to tell and like against a good defense what the fuck they're gonna do. So yeah, but alas, that wraps up our week thirteen preview. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. You can find us uh, online again at mozzieandthemuscle.com and on Twitter and TikTok at mozzieandmuscle. We will be back next week.